Good morning, everybody. I hope you're ready for a bit of a, a ride this morning. Um, I'm going to change what I do because I just felt in worship that there's an opportunity for you to choose an encounter. There's an opportunity for you to, to choose an encounter with the King of Kings. And I don't want you to miss that. I want to give you that opportunity. So if I don't get to say all that I would love to say, it's okay. Because what's most important is that you meet with him. So I'd love you to close your eyes. And I'm going to do what I often do with the kids. And I want you to imagine that you're in the throne room of heaven. Do you know that God gave you an imagination? And he gave it to you, not just so you can draw and play games and do all the things that you did as a kid, but so that you can, as an adult and as a child, enter into heaven and what's going on in heaven. So I want you to imagine that the throne room of heaven is there, the door is open, and you go in. What happens when you go in? What can you see? What can you sense? Hi, what can you feel? I want you to look for the throne that's got your name on it. It's there. Every single one of you, whether you know it or not, has got a throne in heaven that has your name on it. And on the seat of that throne is a crown. Could you pick up your crown, put it on your head, and sit on your throne? And just see what happens. Listen to what is said to you. Who does he say you are? Now he's going to hand you something. He's going to give you something that you need for this week. You might want to say, thanks, Jesus. You might want to ask, what's this for? Because he knows what you need. He knows who you are. And he's got it. He's got it. He's got you. And he's got what you need. See, knowing who we are. Knowing God's got us. Knowing that what he gives us makes a difference to our lives and the lives of those around us is what I want to talk about today. If you want to just stay in that encounter, please stay in that encounter. If you want to hear what i got to say, then I'm just going to keep on talking. But what's most important is that you encounter Jesus. I want to talk about today a new season that we're in and I think it's just so exciting that we've kind of had those two words first, first service and now second service without me saying anything because I think we're in a new season as a church and as a nation. We're in a season 
where we are going to see revival. We are going to see revival. And um, I'm all, you know, when I know who I am, I'm a revivalist, okay? And I feel like I am here now because God has put me here because I'm what is needed for now. And you are where you are because you are where you are because God has put you there because you're needed there because you too carry that DNA of revival because he birthed it in you when you were born again. And you may not have realized it, but you are. Okay, you are. And I feel like we're in a season where it's not just the adults that get to play. It's where we are intentionally raising a revival generation. Where we are intentionally saying, yeah, it's not just for the adults. It's for the kids and young people too. Because God keeps saying to me, they're not the church of the future, they're the church now. They're not the revivalists of the future, they're now. They're the ones who are going to change and transform your family. They're the ones who are going to change and transform your community because they're like these undercover kingdom superheroes that no one expects but whom God has put his Holy Spirit in to change and transform the world around them. And here at Eastgate, I want to catch you up on what's happening in the kids and in the youth work because we are raising a revival generation. And it takes all of us. It's not just for the parent, it's not just the parents' job. It's not just the, the uh, youth and kids team's job. It's all of us. Because all of us create culture. All of us are part of this journey. Pete, when um has spoken um several times since I've been here of this um uh picture of a pool a swimming pool and when you're in a swimming pool and you're all going in different directions all the water flows in different directions doesn't it but when everybody starts to move in the same direction it creates this momentum so that eventually we can all pick our feet up and we float along have you heard of that picture yeah i don't understand the science of it so i won't go into it but i want you to imagine that you are part of creating this momentum where we are raising a revival generation. And by that, I mean, well, revival is heaven coming to earth, isn't it? Revival is wherever God's people go, kingdom activity breaks out. Wherever we are, because Holy Spirit is in us, God is at work. And what are we going to see? We're going to see the dead raised. Come on. We're going to see the sick healed wherever we go. We're going to see the gospel preached and and people saying yes to Jesus. We're going to see communities and lives transformed and changed in an instant. That's revival. Okay? That's wherever we go, not just in a moment in a church service where there's worship happening. That's everywhere. Everywhere we go, that's what revival is. And if we're raising a revival generation, then we are expecting God's kingdom to come, not just in the future with our children, but now with our children. So it's going to happen 
in your home. It's going to happen in their school and in their classroom. They're going to be changing atmospheres and shifting atmospheres. They're going to be doing kingdom stuff wherever they go. And so imagine if we do truly, there's that phrase that Bill Johnson uses, isn't it? If we let our ceiling be their floor. And if we do that now, imagine where they're going to go. We're not going to hold them back, are we? We're not going to say, oh, you can have my ceiling in 10 years' time when you're old enough for it. That would just be ridiculous, wouldn't it? We are giving them our ceiling now so they can run and go way further. So that they can do way more than we do. And it's not them waiting till the future, it's now. It's going to happen now. They are fully disciples of Jesus. They are full of Holy Spirit now. Yeah, that's freight, that title at the beginning there, there's no junior Holy Spirit. You know, when God comes and fills you up, he fills you fully with the fullness of him. Okay, is that true? Right, you don't get a half measure, do you? Are you sure? Good. All right, if you're not sure, just ask Holy Spirit to fill you up right now. And you'll find out that you get a full measure. Okay? And it will shock you and transform you. When the kids who, in our world changes, the kids are saying, I want to be full of Holy Spirit. He's not giving them a little bit of Holy Spirit. He's filling them up fully with him. Fully with his power. Fully with his authority. Fully with who he is. And so they don't get a half measure. They're full to overflowing with Holy Spirit. So all of his fullness is in, in, in them. So we are seeing our children shift atmospheres. We are seeing our children um, heal the sick. We are seeing our children um, uh, know who they are and walk in the prophetic and hear God's voice. We're seeing that. We're giving them our ceiling and they're running and they're doing way more than we could ask or imagine. And that it's going to keep going. So do you want to jump in? Do you want to jump in and be part of it? Because it's exciting. Why do we want to do this? Why do we want to intentionally raise a revival generation? Because it says in Psalm 127 verses 3 and 4, Behold, children are a gift of the Lord, like arrows in the hand of a warrior. Okay, so we have the joy of children being a gift from the Lord. They are amazing and they're wonderful. But we also have a responsibility, not just parents, all of us. It's all of our responsibility to let them go, to let them run. Because if you've ever done archery, you'll know when you pull back the arrow thing, the bow bit, if you hold on to it for too long, your arrow just goes... If you pull it back and let it go, it might hit the target if you're good. <laughs> okay? And we, the, the, you know, the Bible talks about, we need to release them like arrows in the hand of a warrior to hit their target, to reach what they're meant to do, to get where they're meant to be. Okay? So we don't want to hold them back. We want to release them to go. We want to jump in on what God is doing in this time, in this season. We want to raise a revival generation. 
Okay. And why do we want to do that? We want them to know who they are and what they can do now. Not wait till later, but we want them to know who they are and what they can do now. And, um, sorry, I'm flicking through my notes because God is going in a different direction. We want to do this intentionally because we want them to have an experience and an encounter of God that is bigger and better than ours. We want them to know who they are, to impact the world, to change the world, because we don't want to hold them back, and we want them to have more than we've got, and we want them to have that now. We want them to know who they are. We want them to know what they can do. So, one of the um, one of the things that I feel like God is saying to us is to not hold them back. But I also think that we've all got a part to play in this and we've got to give them space to be children and to release them to do what they're doing. And so it is going to look different. It is going to look different to how you and me do it because they are kids and they are young people. But if we get on board with it, it's going to be mighty and powerful. If they're the releases of revival now and we let them practice and equip them now with all the things of the kingdom, imagine what amazing CEOs of businesses they're going to be. Imagine what amazing police officers they're going to be. Imagine what amazing teachers and head teachers they're going to be. Amazing. Uh, how, imagine what amazing parents they're going to be. Imagine who they're going to be in the future because they're going to know how to release the kingdom and they're going to have amazing futures and amazing opportunities because the world is going to look at them and go, that's who I want. That's who I need for that job because they know what they're doing. You see, it's not either or. It's not, or we need to make sure that they're academically doing okay. Or we need to make sure that they've, that they've, you know, got all their GCSEs. Oh, and maybe I'll give some time to making sure they know the kingdom of God. It's both. It's both. They can be amazing in the kingdom of God and amazing in their studies and in the world. It's not one or the other. By encouraging them in this, you're not not encouraging them that. You're saying it's both. It's both. I want you to be amazing. I want you to be a revivalist. I want, you know, I'm releasing you to explore what God has for you. And I know in the past, what I've done is I've gone, well, isn't it really all about the adults? You know, surely what's going on in kids' work and youth work is just to give space for us as parents, as adults, to have our time with God. And God is saying, stop doing that. Please stop doing that. Because I'm, he's saying, let the children come to me. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to them. And we do it in subtle, subtle ways. We do it where we're like, oh, we can't wait for that 20 minutes of worship to finish so that we can get on and do the proper worship. We may not say it, 
But I know I think it sometimes. I'm being honest. You know, it's my job, but I'm thinking it sometimes. Or we think, well, if I help in kids work or youth work, I'm going to miss out. I'm going to miss out on what God wants to, to do. I'm going to miss out this week. And I'm not saying that to guilt trip you. Please hear me, I'm not. I'm saying we've got to step away and change our thinking. And repent of that thinking. We've got to turn away from that and turn to it. So should we just do that right now? Should we just corporately say I'm sorry to God? Even if you have never thought that, just for the rest of us who have sometimes thought that, would you just say sorry to God with us? Let's pray. Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the times when I have thought children are less than. Jesus, I'm sorry for the times when I have not allowed them their right place in the kingdom. Jesus, we repent of that wrong thinking and we turn away from it. And Jesus, we turn our attention to what you're doing in your kingdom right now. We turn our attention to where you say, let the children come to me, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to them. Amen. So, if we're turning our attention toward releasing this generation of revivalists, I want to tell you what's already happening and where we're going with this. So, Behind me are some photographs of a conference that we did last April called There's No Junior Holy Spirit where we invited um, churches from all over the place to come and hear what was happening. And the children in the yellow t-shirts who were part of um, Eastgate here and others, I didn't get pictures of all of them, they were the ministry team. They were the ones whom everybody remembers if you talk to them, anybody who was here. They were the ones who were praying for people in the glory tent over here and releasing the glory. They were the ones praying for people in the power shower, that's the ring, and releasing God's power and authority. They were the ones who were giving away words of knowledge. They were the ones who were um, helping the people, to, the people there to encounter God. They were the ones doing it. And it was awesome. And I tell you, that's not just happening at a conference, that's happening all the time. That's happening every Sunday morning. That's happening when we do family services. If you were here, the last family service, some of you might have been prayed for for by one of the kids or given a prophetic word. That's happening. Jump in. Join in. Come and be part of it. Come and experience and encounter God like they are encountering and experiencing God. But I know there's more. This is what's already happening. But I know that there's more. And um, I've designed this um, course called Eastgate Kids Supernatural Life, Spiritual Life. And um, we've run it a few times. And we do six weeks. And if you've ever done day school, it's basically day school, but just over six weeks. Okay? Um, because the kids get it way quicker than the adults do. Take, it took me three years, and they get there in six weeks. Because they come intentionally to to experience and encounter God. 
And there's just so much. We're starting a new course on Thursday, and I'm not doing it here as a, a plug. I'm just telling you what's happening. I'm telling you what you're jumping into and what you're helping to release and the culture that we're developing here. So one time when I did it, one of the girls came on about week three and we done um, we talked about encountering God, we talked about hearing God's voice, we talked about going on trips to heaven and seeing what God wanted to show us. And she went home and off her own back, she was six years old, off her own back, she started to spend time with Jesus. She had a notebook and she would draw what was happening. She, her mum didn't know this until she walked past her window, uh, her room, door, the wind, door of her room, and she heard her talking and she thought, what's going on in there? Who's she talking to? And she realised that just by listening, she, she, she knew not to interrupt. You know how sometimes you know God kind of says, don't go in. But she listened and she realised she was talking to Jesus. And they were having a little tea party with the teddy bears. It was so cute when her mum was telling me. And um, basically when she said to her, well, look, can I see what you've been drawing? What have you been doing? She said, oh, I've been with Jesus in heaven. And um, I've drawn what he's shown me. And she showed her this picture and the mum brought it in to show me. And I kid you not, it was revelation on a page. And I said, well, what did you tell me about it? And she told me, and she basically told me Revelation. And I looked at her mum and I said, have you read Revelation to her? And she said, I swear, I've never read Revelation to her. And she had the picture of the throne, of the, the, the palace, the river, the trees along by the river, every detail. And I said, oh, well, what's that? She said, well, that's my palace next to Jesus's palace and this is what this look, my palace looks like she had so much detail but what bowled me and her mum over as well as that was what happened next which was that while she was having that tea party with Jesus Jesus said to her she'd already drawn all these pictures of heaven Jesus said to her would you like to be my friend and she said yes please you see, that little six-year-old girl had an amazing encounter in heaven before she was a friend of Jesus. It wasn't because she was a friend of Jesus. It was because he wanted her to know how much he loved her. That rocked my world. Because it's not just what's happening here, it's what the kids are taking home and doing at home. It's not just what we as adults are telling them about, they're taking it on. They're doing stuff at home, on their own with Jesus. So parents, can I encourage you, ask your kids what's happening with them. Ask your kids what's going on with Jesus and them. Talk to them. It will rock your world and it will change you. And it will invite you into an encounter. Because in that moment, you as an adult have a choice to make, don't you? When your little girl or someone that you're talking to says, this is what Jesus has shown me, you have a choice whether you say, oh, don't be silly, or how can you possibly know that, or to ask more questions and enter into the encounter yourself and say, teach me, show me. Show me how you did that, because I want to encounter Jesus like that too. You see, our old mindset 
says, well, you can't possibly do that because I haven't done that. That's our old mindset, isn't it? Our new mindset says, teach me. Six-year-old girl, teach me. Because I want that too. And so whether you're a parent, a grandparent, you have nieces or nephews, or you have children that you're babysitting for that you know encounter God, ask them. Step into it. On our Excel course, we also had um, a little boy who's... um, There was some stuff going on in his school. He was seven at the time. There was some stuff going on at his school, which his mum was aware of by talking to other uh, parents. And um, her and her husband felt like um, they ought to be ought to pray about what the difficulties that were going on at school. So um, she had this thought: we ought to include their son in the prayer time. What happened? made her realize that that was probably a really good idea <laughs> because she said, oh, we thought, because her old, her thinking was, we'll include him in because that's the right thing to do, but then we'll do the proper praying afterwards. He said, yes, I'm happy to pray with you, mummy, but Jesus has shown me that we need to pray, we need to ask Jesus to release this, this, and this. And then when we've done that, we then need to just watch what's happening. So they, a bit gobsmacked, said, okay, (laughs) we will do this. And over the next week, it changed. That whole situation changed. And one of the other mums involved said to her, I don't know what's going on, but I just want to say that your son is amazing. I don't think that family are Christians. Because what had happened, he hadn't just prayed about it. He'd actively gone to school and did what God was showing him to do, which was make friends with this one particular boy. That's impacting the world around you. That's taking what Holy Spirit puts in you and shows you what to do and impacts your world around you. That's what our kids are doing if we just let them. So we've got this course, Excel, but on our Sunday morning sessions, they're not less than you have up here. We do worship, we do teaching, we do activations, we do prophecy, we do praying for one another. We do loads and loads of stuff, which is just incredible. I'll tell you about last week. Last week, um, we've been learning what it means to be a world changer. And we've taken that verse from Matthew 10, which um, says, Jesus tells his friends, heal the sick, set people free, drive out dreamers, preach the gospel. We're going for it. So each week we're taking something different. Last week we're doing heal the sick. So I say to them, we're going to, oh no, before we did that, we looked at that whole verse. And I said, which of these things excite you? And they said, which things excite them? I said, which things make you go, that's a bit, wow, but I'm a bit, ooh. And I was expecting, oh, well, raise the dead or set people free. That's a bit scary. What I got back was this little girl who smiled up at me and said, well, they're all big things, but we've got a big God inside of us. And you told us last week 
that everything is possible for God. And she was doing... (laughs) You told us last week that everything is possible for God, which I had done. And if everything is possible for God, and he's in us, then they're not too big for us, are they? Not one of those things is too big for us, Steph. (laughs) And I was like, no, you're so right. Because that's the truth, isn't it? And she'd got it. And she pulled me up on it. And she challenged me on it. And also, in that session, we were doing about healing the sick, as I said. And um, I want to point out that we do things in a really fun way. Because, like, it is fun. We want to have fun doing these things. We don't want it all to be, you know, heavy and, oh, this is really difficult, yeah? So we do do it in fun ways. So we're learning how to heal the sick. So we use toilet paper. And we pretend what bit of our body is hurting and broken or whatever and we wrap up our body with toilet paper because it's just fun and it's toilet paper and it's easy so one of the leaders um was with some children and they wrapped up her knee um and um and then they learned to just declare healing over the knee and then off they went well she wasn't expecting this because you know (laughs) the expectation was we were just practicing with the toilet paper and she got up and she went Oh, the pain's left my knee. I'd forgotten it was even hurting. She said, oh, I was healed when you were just practicing. You see, she hadn't expected anything of God. The kids did. Because they carry an authority. They know that they can heal the sick. They know who they are. They know what they carry. They know what their destiny is. They know what their identity is. And they challenge you on it. Because they knew they could heal the sick already. And it was fun for them to say, be healed. And it was. And so she said, oh, we'll wait till the next time we practice and maybe the other leg. And I said, no, now we're going to do it for real. Let's pray for the other knee. All the pain left that knee too. (laughs) Another time we were talking about angels. It was last Christmas. And we were talking about angels and um, we were, at the time we were, I don't think it was last Christmas, it might have been the Christmas before, uh, as kingdom carriers we were in the porter cabin at the time. And um, one of, we, I, I'm growing in perceiving and seeing angels, okay? So we were talking about the angels in the Christmas story and, um, and then asking, well, are there any angels in here today? What can you see? What can you sense? Remember, I'm growing in this. They, I sensed that there was probably an angel here, but I was feeling a little nervous because I just, I'm not very good at that kind of thing. Well, I'm getting better. And so I just said, what can you see? Thinking, Jesus, I hope that you do something here because I feel a little bit stupid. And um, they said, oh, yes, of course. Yes, there's angels here, 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 all over here. There was one where I thought there was. So I was like, yes, got that right. But one boy who, um, he wouldn't necessarily volunteer information. I think there's lots going on, but he's a bit shyer. And he um, immediately said, yes, he just had this boldness on him and said, there's, Steph, there's angels over there. At the time, there was a cupboard in the porter cabin, which had like little boxes in it. And he said, they're going through the boxes there's lots of them and they're going through the boxes. So I just asked him some questions and said, well, can you tell me what they're doing? 
And, they, and he said, oh, they're looking for keys. And suddenly, I just could tell that God was doing something through him. And so I just kept asking, well, well what, they, what are the keys for? And he just got this boldness on him. And he said, they're looking for keys. And there's a key for each person here in this room. Oh, it's the key to um, the, the gates of heaven. It unlocks the gates of heaven and it's open. And Jesus is welcoming everybody in. Everybody who wants to come here can come in. And he then just releases evangelistic kind of message to them about how they could come in because Jesus had died on the cross for them. And so it's okay, there's nothing to stop them. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? At that moment, I was like, yeah, I'm in. Come on, Jesus, I want to say yes to you. And the kids that hadn't yet said yes to Jesus, said yes to Jesus. My ceiling is their floor. And they're running with it. They are running with it. Do you want to be part of this? Do you, well, I'll tell you two ways you can be part of it. One, come to family services. Okay. Two, if you want to join a team, see Joe. Joe Wave. She heads up our youth team. She's desperate. She needs team members. Go and see her. Come and encounter and experience what's happening in the kids and the youth by being part of it. Three, look for what God is doing with the kids around you and join in. And don't think that that first 20 minutes of worship that we have when the kids are up here is just a preparation for what then God is going to do. Look and seek and see what those kids are doing as they worship. In Psalm 8 verse 2, it says, As the children worship, it shuts the devil's mouth. And there's loads more. I've got a whole talk on that, which I'll maybe do another time. But it shuts the devil's mouth. So if we want to be released into more of revival, if we want to have worship like we encountered this morning, we need to release the children to be worshippers. My friend Sarah, who um, is just sitting at the back there. If I get this wrong, I'm really sorry, Sarah. Um, the, last week, last week, she was in, sitting in worship at the back. She saw this child worshipping at the front. That song, um, which one? I'm a child of God and I know who I am. The Hillsong one. I know who I am and he, I am who he says I am and all of that. You say I am and that one. And she just clocked eyes with this little girl. This little girl was singing her heart out to Jesus. And they had a moment as they clocked eyes with each other where the little girl released something to Sarah. Sarah released something back. They didn't talk. They didn't go near each other. But because Sarah saw what that little girl was doing in worship, it released something in her. What does God want to release in you? through children's worship? What does he want you to encounter as they are doing their utmost to give their worship to Jesus? So come and be part of that first 20 minutes and enjoy it and love it and see what God wants to release to you through that time and allow the children space to be be children and to encounter him as you encounter him and as you we together raise this revival generation of world changers. Amen.
can I pray for you? Would you like to stand? Who's in? If you're in, put your hands up in the air. Now you can put them down a little bit because your arms start to ache. But hold your hands up because I want to just release an anointing for raising this generation of revivalists and to being part of this new season of what God is doing where he is saying, are you in? Do you want to see revival? Do you want to see my kingdom come and my will be done on earth as it is in heaven? Come and see what I'm doing. Come and be part of it. Come and be family and be part of it. So Jesus, I just ask you right now to release an anointing. Anointing right from heaven. I feel like it's like falling down on you right now. I release heaven's anointing to raise a revival generation of world changers. And Jesus, we declare that we have not seen anything of your plans or purposes yet. And Jesus, we say, yes, we're in for the ride. Yes, we're in for what you want to do. And Jesus, we look forward to this journey where the children and young people are teaching us and changing us and showing us things of your kingdom that we haven't learned yet. Jesus, we say yes and amen. Yes and amen. And Jesus, we're looking forward to that multi-generational revival that you are bringing and releasing to this place, this community. And we usher it in right now. And Jesus, we look forward to 20, 30, 40, 50 years time where our children's children's children are doing way more than we can imagine. And we say yes and amen to that too. So we just release that anointing. Feel it, receive it. Amen.